Welcome to the Speaking of Tangents podcast, a podcast for your ears, and season two for both of your ears. That's two seasons, two ears. We're about to wrap it up for 2019, so join us as we talk about a bunch of nonsense. My name is Jason. Hey, it's KJ, and in this week's episode, Steve Lipton joins us back in the third chair. And we pretty much go on a tangent right away in Week in Review, so there's that. And I'm unclear as to what's next. Jason, what's next? I also don't know what's next, but I do know that I am Jason. So I will give you an answer that is befitting of your question. I don't know. Then after that, we'll do something else. Something else. Brought to you by Speaking of Tangents. And we'll wrap it all up with some feedback. All that plus several conversational tangents. And that's an example of how we're mailing it in this week. Segway. In a week, we things happen. Yes, they do. And now we'll review. Yes, we will. Those things that happened. The things that happened. It's the speaking of tangents. Week in review. What's up this week? Good as up. We have Steve Lipton back in the third chair with us. Steve, it's been too long. Welcome back, buddy. It's good to hear from you guys again. I was going to say see, guys, see you guys, but I don't, I don't see you guys. But you don't like looking at us? Is that what you're saying? No, I, I would like I to look at exactly you. exactly what he's saying. Yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Yeah. I think he's like, it's too early this in the morning. This podcast is over. Yes. <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> I hope you don't go out of the house looking like that. <laughs> oh, actually, you don't know how right on the head you are with that one. <laughs> Did you get the, oh, you're wearing that. It's an hour <laughs> earlier here. I think, then, it's a, I think it's exactly the same time where we are. Then, <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. So you're like an hour in the past. So how is this working that we're talking to each other? It sounds like QE to me. I mean, it's a miracle of space and time. <laughs> Outstanding. So I have to tell you, uh, because maybe this is QE in and of itself, but I, just because I mentioned QE, it reminded me over Thanksgiving how amazed I was at this. So have I've discussed on this podcast before that I love the game Taboo. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with the board game Taboo? I am. How about you, Jason? I've heard of those words. Okay. Well, basically, you get a word, the word that you have to get your partners to guess, but and then they give you like five or six words you cannot say taboo that are that are taboo that are obviously some oh, so of I the first right. things you want to say, but you can't say them. So anyway, right. it's a you have to figure out a different way to describe things. So the word that I had to describe to my brother was coincidence, and so I said, "You don't listen to the." To the podcast, but I always talk about whether it's this or whether it's this or quantum entanglement. And my brother just says coincidence, and I'm like, "Yep, that's the answer." And I yeah. just thought it was, I thought it was awesome because common sense. I wouldn't have guessed that. I don't think it's a sibling <laughs> thing or something in there because I'm not. I wouldn't have caught a coincidence at all. No, I wouldn't have either. And he doesn't listen, so it's not that. <laughs> if he does, when, hi, when you, hi brother. He doesn't listen when, to the show or he doesn't listen to you? Well, both, actually. Both. So. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you said, you don't listen to the podcast, did he say, what podcast? No, he knows that there that is a podcast. That would have been my answer. <laughs> <laughs> that still should have been his answer. It should have been, but you know, you're on the clock and you're, you're, you don't have time for... Sarcasm. So the game is a timed, like yes. Okay. I always have time for sarcasm. Yes, that's true. That's true. Of course you do, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, let's see. I've had a lot happen these past, I guess, two weeks. Um, of course, we've had our annual mailman won't deliver our packages up the driveway episode this past week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And but then the next day. I did a little more shoveling and salting of the driveway to uh, the great dismay of, the, of my back, but he came up the driveway then two days later. 
Well, so apparently like little... it wasn't clear enough for him the first time. I thought it was clear. Maybe that was a coincidence. Yeah, or maybe I have two different drivers. So now the conundrum is, do we give the mailman a holiday present or don't we? I think, I think we do, since he Ro- made the effort to come up the driveway the rolls second of, time. Rolls of quarters? No. <laughs> no. A snow shovel, maybe? Um, yeah. Well, the, if you're having to decide if you're giving someone a gift based on what they've earned, it's not really a gift. This so, is a good point. Is that a tip? It's either give it to, yeah, so it's more of a tip than you're tipping them based on the quality of their service. And if you're not sure yes. if you've had the same male person letter carrier each and every week, then you may be giving a tip to the one who never does anything extra or never does anything but the bare minimum of their job and not giving an extra tip bonus to the person who does that is a conundrum. Yeah, yeah. And but I okay, so if you I think it's the same driver, first of all. Okay. So let's just say that. But Sure. Let's assume that. Secondly, if if he and I'm I'm pretty sure it's a he, so I'm okay with calling him a mailman. Um if he, the mailman, wasn't doing a As good job. As opposed to a female man? Yes. I don't understand. Yes. As opposed to a female man, exactly. Okay. Um, oh, you mean as opposed to a letter carrier? Oh, no. Yes. Yeah. I think it was Sean Morrissey that said we should be calling them letter carriers. Wasn't it Sean Morrissey? I have. Or maybe zero Young Statman. Anyway, yeah, that's one been of around two. for yeah. years. You should ask your brother. He listens a lot. <laughs> yeah, I should ask him. Yeah. Um, I think that if. So let's say that I gave the male person a tip or a present, however you want to look at it. I guess in my head, I'm thinking of it as a tip. In the form, yeah. If it's of a tip, a yeah, that's present. that's different. If it's yeah. a, if it's a gift, then that's that's a different. Yeah, th- that that changes my opinion. I think we're thinking of it more of as as a tip, a or holiday a, bonus. Actually, thank you for all the work you do. And so, if you give it to someone who who hasn't made that extra effort, maybe getting that might maybe they'd be like, yeah, you know what, that was nice of them. I think I'll make a little extra effort to go up the driveway. Right. You're trying to pre motivate him. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, you could. Or now that he came up my driveway the other day, he probably would be like, yeah, I deserve this tip. Uh, Lady doesn't even know how to keep her driveway clean. You know, that kind of thing. Well, I think you're putting way more thought into this than he has ever <laughs> in his entire life. Perhaps. Yeah. I think the, the, the gift slash tip should be like snowshoes. So he Ooh. can get up your, your driveway no matter what condition it's in. That's more of a hint. That's a big time hint, yeah. Like a hift. It's a hint gift. <laughs> a a hift. hift. I was going to say you should get him a Jelly of the Month Club subscription. <laughs> well, and if he gets that joke, then it, you it, know you got a friend for life. Yeah, if he gets that joke, I'd probably be okay with him never bringing anything up the driveway again just because he got that joke. <laughs> but speaking of the postal service, so this week... I um I guess you, that's a pretty good is, band. This is probably is that a, what we're talking about. Uh, we're talking about ska bands and yeah. Oh, the postal service oh, is not a ska band. No, but they're a band. No, but yeah. they're a band using the that use letter carriers to to get them uh, information back and forth. Yeah, yes. yes. So this that's is such great heights. Such great heights is a great song. Yes. So the the uh, the first thing about the driveway is definitely a first world problem, and so is this. So we mailed out our Christmas toffee. Uh, since the last podcast and little did I know until I'm standing there at the counter of the local post office with all the toffee packages ready to go that the, the USPS raised their rates uh, quite substantially. So um, the shipping costs for these packages cost, let's just say they cost a lot more than last year, but let's just say they cost way more than the hall of famer and I spend on each other for Christmas and birthdays combined. Mm-hmm. So I I guess I just have to say enjoy it this year, people, because you're probably not getting any toffee next year. You better enjoy this. I put, <laughs> I, I put a lot of effort and money into this. <laughs> and, but right. I know there are some people that I think are listening that, that get toffee from me. So, uh, you know, enjoy it, I guess. I'm, I, can't believe, I could not believe how high the prices changed. And, of course, I didn't know it, so oh. I asked them, and they're like, 
Um, yeah, they kind of just slipped that in there, and I think it was January of 2019. Well, of course, because yep. I mail my toffee in December. Yep, you could have asked me because when I sent out stuff for the DKE Kickstarter, like those t-shirts and stuff, yes. it was twice as much as a couple of years ago when I sent stuff out. Unbelievable. Yep. So it was crazy uh, expensive. So all I, that money you raised on Kickstarter, how much did it actually cost you like you raised seven thousand but just laid out nine thousand we, we ended up breaking even just because um uh, one of the backers said i just want to give you some more money for nothing and we were like no you don't have to do that and they're like no i want you to at least break even we were like sure and so he did and that's how we ended up not losing money because <laughs> the, the literally the the shipping costs were the most expensive thing when it came down to it in the end it was crazy it, it's it, unbelievable. It was, it was double what, what I expected. I estimated higher than I thought the ex- costs were going to be, and it ended up doubling my estimate, which was basically already 50% higher than what I expected, just to build that in there, mm-hmm. just in case, and it was double. So it would have been cheaper for you to buy a ticket and fly to where I live and drop off my package. Yeah. <laughs> it certainly would have been cheaper to drive there and <laughs> hand it to you personally, yes. So these packages weren't quite double, but they were close to double. And they're not that expensive. But when you when you count up the number of packages that we mail out, it yeah. pretty it adds yeah, up. Yeah, how about like how about like fifty something packages? Yeah. <laughs> times double. I understand. That's a lot. So I asked the lady at the front desk besides, you know, I'm like, well, I don't know. This is crazy. And she's like, well, I guess get friends that live closer to you. And I'm like, oh, thanks, lady. What? Yes, she said. That's good. What? Are you kidding me? That's what she said. Are you serious? I'm like, but she said, I'm sure they'll appreciate it. I'm like, I'm sure they will. I don't appreciate your rate hike. closer to you? Yeah. I think she was trying to be funny, but she missed the mark a little bit, I think. That a little bit. Come on. You know. But what I got to tell you this, though, one of the toffee recipients, um, I'll just say this person lives on the East Coast and they're still mm. waiting for their toffee because according to USPS tracking number, their toffee is in Seattle, Washington at the moment. Washington, D.C., Seattle, Washington. They're all the same. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. Um, so who knows? The toffee might be, you know. It's a perishable item, so it may not be worth eating once it finally arrives. Well, maybe the letter carrier couldn't make it up their driveway, so we just ate it. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, it said arrived in Seattle, Washington. And then the next update said, your package is currently in the USPS system, and we'll let you know when it gets to its destination. Mm. <laughs> Estimated delivery, we'll let you know. Yeah, so... Well, I mean, if it takes too long, the toffee will just turn into, like, peanut brittle, and they can just break it apart and eat it. Yeah. So, anyway, that's the toffee story. I don't that's know. That's all. I can't wait to hear if this person actually receives the toffee or if, like Steve said, somebody already ate it. I think you said that, didn't you, Steve? They didn't, they uh, didn't want to go up did. the driveway, so they ate it? Yeah. Well, yeah, the letter carrier, you know. The letter carrier, yeah. Right. They, they're like, hey, I'm not getting a tip slash, you know. Gift this year, so I'm just going to take this toffee. A heft. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I just got lost because you said letter carrier instead of mailman, and <laughs> I, I just couldn't put the two to two together. Well, I mean, it's a total recall from from Sean Morrissey episode. <laughs> yes, which I don't what, think one was of the, the last Sean Morrissey, Morrissey episode, so it would have been like a year ago. And I could be yeah. mixing that up with it could have been Luke, but I could be mixing that up with I definitely know it was Sean Morrissey who said that he loved the smell of post offices and he loves to go to the post office and he just loves everything about the post office. Oh, so yeah, I think that what I'll do next he and year I, he is, and I went on a tangent about loving going to the post office. Yeah, so I think what I'll do next year is send all my toffee packages to Sean and then he can he can send them all out to everyone. Fantastic. That makes fiscal sense. Carrier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Makes sense for you, not for him. <laughs> well, right. it actually doesn't because I'm still paying to send the packages. Well, he's closer to you though. He lives in he lives not in DC anymore, so he's closer to you. The Philadelphia area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah well, most Pretty of these packages he, went further. By like what an hour's drive. <laughs> yeah. Hour and a half. Oh, it's fun though. I I'm I do enjoy it, but I really don't like going to the post office in December. I don't mind it the rest of the year. Okay, which part of it do you like this? You don't like it paying extra. You don't like going to the post office. Which part of it do you like? I like giving the gifts. 
there you go. I just wish my friends lived closer to me. Line up <laughs> next year, people can just come to my house, and I will just pass them like a drive-through, open the door, and just hand them out. So, in five minutes, you've come around to the lady, the, the clerk at the at the post office, yes. which is your, your so friend should live closer. Right. <laughs> yes, because she was dead on. Uh, that's why it's not funny because it's like, oh, you, you know, right? It's true. It's funny because nose. it's true, or it's not funny because it's true. <laughs> it's not funny. I mean, the the funniest stuff is the true stuff. That's right. <clears throat> hey, so Steve, I have to yes. I, I have to ask: Do you have any projects you're working on now, or or have recently finished for your day job that you want to plug? Anything coming up? Uh, I am working on the Hidden Kingdoms of China, uh, which will close up before the end of the year. I'm not sure when it's going to air. Um, they they did five one hour shows on um, basically flora and fauna in in uh, China that you might not know about. Uh, pandas, I definitely don't. Snub nosed monkeys that run in the snow upright. Uh, I think people think wow. that. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so we we took that that those five hour programs and, and we made one two hour special that's going to air on the National Geographic Channel, uh, brought to you by Disney. Um, Sometime <laughs> soon, um, I'm contractually obligated to say it like that. Um, so, so, so is your stuff? Is anything that you've done on Disney Plus right now? That's yes. my next question. Yeah. Uh, Expedition Amelia, which is a two-hour look into the search by Bob Ballard, the guy who found the uh, Titanic, uh, for Amelia Earhart's plane in mm-hmm. Nicomororo, um, which is <clears throat> somewhere in the ocean. Um, they had an idea that she might have landed there. Uh, and it's actually a really, really good show. Uh, I was one of two editors on it. Uh, it's a two-hour special. You can look that up. And uh, it's totally worthwhile because you, you're, you're going on the search to find out uh, what they had to do to try to find the plane. And then they also dive back into her background as to how she grew up and how she became a pilot in the 30s. Uh, I think she was like the 16th uh, female to get her, her pilot's license. Uh, and then also mm-hmm. the the search for her over the years. There's a there's a group called Tiger. Uh, it was an acronym that I can't remember, but that they, they investigate all kinds of crashes. And they're, they're, they've been going back to this island for a long time. And, and so uh, they interweave all three of these stories. Um, and it's it's pretty fascinating. Um not a spoiler alert, or maybe it is a spoiler alert if you haven't seen it. They don't find her. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think that would have been huge news if they actually had. Yes. Right. Well, I wasn't, so I wasn't allowed to talk about it because uh, the way we did this show is they went to find it in August, uh, and then they were shooting us back footage every night, you know, and and we were not allowed to. We were embargoed from talking about it even to family and friends because. I, I, you didn't want to slip up and say, oh, by the way, guess what? They found Amelia Earhart yesterday. Oh, oh I wasn't supposed to say yeah. that, you know, because <laughs> they would save it for the big reveal. Um, so uh, and so they were there for three weeks and they were beaming stuff back. Uh, all kinds of cameras, drones, underwater cameras, um, uh, you know, high resolution 6K cameras. And so we had to sort it all out and, and make it work. And it was a very interesting process. And we learned a lot. Um, but it was a lot to get our arms around. Uh, and so I was on that for three or four months. Uh, and that's actually why I haven't, wasn't able to come on because I was working a whole lot. Uh, and I, again, I wasn't able to talk good. about it, but it was good. Um, uh, and so now it's pandas and stub-nosed monkeys and Tibetan wolves and, and uh, you know, foxes. Uh, and there's not, I don't think there's even a person in the entire two-hour show. This is the nice. China, China's Hidden Kingdom. So it's a, it's different. It's certainly a different setup. And in between, I did a couple of uh, documentaries on uh, North Korea. So, you know, oh. it's, it's and, and so is this all editorial work, or are you narrating like you did on, on one of the other shows a while I've back? Na- I've narrated a couple of shows. Uh, just I, I, I narrated one full show and then another one, uh, a series called Locked Up Abroad, uh, which was basically like someone goes to smuggle drugs from Mexico and they get put in jail. And there's like three lines of narration in the entire show, oh. so you know. So it's like you know, tonight I'm them, locked up you ever been in a Turkish prison. Turkish prison. <laughs> yes, Timmy, I have been in a Turkish yes. prison. <laughs> you ever seen a grown man naked? Um, 
<clears throat> so gladiator movies. <laughs> we have gone off on a tangent. Yes, we have. Speaking of tangents. Yes. Um, yes. Uh, yeah. So, so, but this show has like three lines of narration at the top, and then it's all interviews. So it's like you know, two busty coeds get busted on the way back to America. What will they do? And then that's it. <laughs> and they want you to, you know, at first I start reading them very, very straight. They're like, could you, uh, could you make it a little more salacious? <laughs> Can you TMZ it up? <laughs> oh, what happens I, next? I see what's, yeah, yeah, Jason, you would be perfect for this. <laughs> I'm stealing your money. Uh, yeah. So, but other than that, and that was about a year ago. I did a whole season of that. Um, and then that's it so far. But uh, hopefully I'll That's get cool. back into it. Um, I had did a show this year where I got a a, a a credit as a producer, so that's sort of like helping write and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's was awesome. different, but Very uh, cool. you know I, I don't I don't do that's uh, that's not my day job. My day job is is the editing part, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. Um, I'm very happy with with uh, the opportunities. It's it's nice to be able to come in here and and do some good work. Now the other thing that happens at, at the end of the year now is my big show is we're, they're they're doing the mix now, so I've got a week in between when they did the mix and and when we deliver the show. So I, I'm getting all these little tiny jobs in between. So it's kind of haywire where people are knocking on the door all the time and I need this. Did you work on this? I need that. Oh man, that's hard. <laughs> I, I like these jobs where I do one thing for three months and then I was going to the next you'd, job. You'd prefer the the jobs that you do one thing for three months yeah i do yeah oh yeah definitely editing or putting anything together for sure that's i agree with that because when you're throwing a bunch of little things it's it's easy for me to get stuff mixed up as i get into it if it's six or seven things at a time or if it's do this for five minutes and then you move on or an hour or two and then you go into another thing it's it's i I much prefer the in putting like I'd, i'd much rather put together like an album instead of record and put together an album than do a song for eight different bands over a few weeks right that's true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah same, same kind of thing well i get so excited more excited than i probably should it's kind of like tony with david aldridge uh when i see steve lipton narrated by steve lipton editor steve lipton on these <laughs> on these credits and so yeah, it's awesome i do have amelia Earhart dvr'd but i haven't watched it yet so Get ready for me to email you whenever I finish that. Uh, oh my god, it was so awesome seeing your name on the editor. Uh, well, the sh- I would concentrate on the show itself because it's a really good show. Oh, I will. I will. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely will. I don't say that about everything. I mean, some some shows are what they are, but mm-hmm. um, someone like this podcast. <laughs> I would never say that out loud um, <laughs> uh, in public <laughs> to you. Yeah. So they had a guy working on the show for like five months before they went to shoot, and they sort of had wow. ed- interim stuff in there, you know, because they had to go through her backstory and they had to research, they had to find footage of her and stuff. And so I saw the cut before they even went to shoot, a, you know, one bit of, of new footage, and I was like, this is an excellent show. I would watch the show. Like, th- just as it is, it's great. Wow. And so I was like, this is going to be really good. I told the other guys, I'm like, you know, the other guy who was editing it, I'm like, I'm going to take credit for all the stuff you did, by the way. You know? <laughs> I mean, because this is beautiful, you know. So, see you. See you are a producer. You're a board producer. That's what producers do. <laughs> <laughs> they get up on the stage and gives the give the awards, accepted speeches. Like, couldn't have done this without my team, who I'm not even going to mention. But you'll see my name on the bottom <laughs> of the screen because I have producer credit under my name. Uh, well, I've only got one show with producer credit, but I was not a producer on this one. I, I was just the additional editor. And basically how that worked out is, is that I had certain sections that I edited because they hadn't shot uh, when they were searching for, for um, DNA and, and stuff on, on the island. And, and it's, there are a couple of standalone things that, that uh, did not go into the orb of the, of the main editor's stuff. So it was probably about 15% of the show, 15 to 20% of the show that I, that I edited. And then in the end, you know, everything's cut in what's called proxy files, so they're lower resolution file so that we don't have all this footage and then i had to bring everything back together full res make sure that nothing low res got in that we replaced all the stock footage and all that so i'm, I'm mm-hmm. the online editor and the additional editor on that show but that's cool totally worth it though very Loved cool it. exciting now i just need to dig myself out of the um parks and rec uh 
You're not watching I'm Hallmark deep movies? deep in Parks and Rec, so I can just finish that, and then Amelia it is. No, I'm not what watching Hallmark. I'm in season <laughs> six. I just started season six. Mm. So they that's went good. to London. They're in London. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a good run right there. Yeah. I really, I, I, really like it. And I do think it's rivaling The Office for best show. It's better than The Office. Yeah. I kind of, like, it, it, they, I don't know that you can compare on that. I don't know. It's really good. Well, the Office ran like a season or two too long, maybe three seasons. I agree too with long, that. Yeah, and it kind of faltered near the end before, before they kind of pulled it back together. <laughs> Parks and Rec, it it had its downtime. It it had its worst its worst season. Its worst shows were the first season, and then from there it just went up and up and up and up and took off. It's definitely well. I will fi- I'll give my final judgment when I finish. But so far, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I think Jason has already given your final judgment, which is <laughs> yes, he has. But I will also <laughs> tell you that I just finished binging season three of Mrs. Maisel, and uh, it's awesome. I wow. can't go with you. On I that know boat. you can't. I know you can't. But I love it. I haven't been there yet, but Maybe. I do. I've only, the I've one only thing, seen one episode. Uh, I have not seen any, but what I have seen on Facebook is. There's a picture of uh, of a, a character that is a bass player, a female bass player, that's based on Carol uh, Kane, who's who like was like a session musician in in the, the Wrecking Crew. Uh, yep. Um, yep, I've seen that screenshot. Yeah, yeah. So oh, so that I that makes me want to watch it. Yeah, because she was a badass, or she is a badass. I shouldn't say. Mm. Well, I have to, I I think I know. Are you talking about season three? There is a bass player that's in the season three that's super cool. Yeah, that's based yep. on a real person from the sixties. Yep. Nice. Who, did a bunch of the session stuff, um, the Wrecking Crew, uh, which is like mm-hmm. the people that did everything from Sinatra to the Beach Boys to. Yes, I've um, seen that documentary, The Wrecking yeah. Crew. There you go. Exactly. Well, she's the bass player. Yeah, that's who it's based on. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I, that, 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 that show's just you know. not for me. And I know the people who love it love it. It's just not. It's the, the over. It's the. <laughs> I know. It's the musical. It's like they produced it like they're producing a Broadway play, and I hate that stuff. So it's not for me. Try it out, Steve. See what you think. You know, I, the last time we talked, I do remember. I was like, I don't, I don't binge anything, and you guys gave me a list, and I watched none of them. I mean, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got There's a perfect target record. audience for this show. People <laughs> who listen and don't do anything we say. Yep. <laughs> who said I listen? <laughs> what, now? What, what are we talking about? Letter carrier. <laughs> That's right. Uh, fudge or toffee or something. <laughs> I've been listening. I swear. <laughs> something about National Geographic, Amelia Earhart. I, I don't know. That blowhard wouldn't shut up. So, oh, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> it's good having you on staying. Love it. This is a song of words about a quiz that I'm singing. That should have been what this segment is. Okay, I'll tell you. It's a quiz. What do we know? Well, yes, it is a quiz. And we have um, Quizlet number 10. From uh, Quizmaster, I almost said Swagmaster, Quizmaster Bob Walsh. On um, the topic is middle initials. I've got a question for you. Okay, it, is it a, it's I have a question initials? too, but I will save. I will save my question oh. until after Steve's question. Yeah, so if this is a Quizlet, especially if it's initials, and it's Quizlet ten, should it be Roman yes. numeral ten X? <laughs> yeah, X. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's That's good. The Jason endorsement. <laughs> yes, I like that. And what is your question, Jason? Are we really going to take this thing? I think so. That's my question. <laughs> that, let's see how we feel after the example question. Sure. So this Quizlet has its genesis in KJ's, this is Bob speaking now, through me. I guess. This Quizlet has its genesis in KJ's comments. Bob has an awesome KJ impression. <laughs> it's, it's like ghost. <laughs> She's speak, speaking through item A. 
Bob, Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, that's the same person. This Quizlet has its genesis in KJ's comments about middle initials during episodes 112 and 114. Episode 114 was particularly fertile ground from a quiz creation perspective. And I'm adding that I cannot remember at all what episode 114 or 112 was about. I just can't believe we did a hundred and something episodes. I know. Listed below are some individuals whose names are really incomplete without their middle initial. You are provided with the name the initial stands for, along with the story behind how the person came to have that middle name. Some of the middle names are accurate. Determine which middle names are correct and which are made up. For the made up so names. So even Bob missed an- missed the answers on some of these? How <laughs> it, it appears so. For the is made Bob, up names. Bob really his name, or maybe that's his middle name. I know. Bob. I'm going to say he, he made his name. I mean, we might find out his name is something like Robert down the road. I mean, come on. That would be a, that would be a shocker. For the made up Scandal. names, there are bonus points if you identify the person's actual middle name. In order to give Jason a running start, the following example is provided. Thank you, Bob. Question. Nathan or R. Robert. Jessup. Nathan Roger Jessup. Behind the name, Aaron Sorkin modeled the Jessup character in A Few Good Men after his father, Colonel Roger Sorkin, a Marine JAG officer. Sorkin named the Jessup character after his father. True or false, Jessup's middle initial R stands for Roger. The answer is false. Although Jessup's middle name is R, not P, as KJ has previously suggested, none of the references specify what Sorkin meant the R to stand for. Sorkin's father, Bernard, was a lawyer, but he did not receive his law degree until after his discharge from the service at the end of World War II. Hmm. I think I would have gotten that right. Uh, Sure. I think this is a perfect example for these quizzes on our podcast because it actually made me understand this even less. I know it's real it's it is quite <laughs> It confused me even more. <laughs> and um it says Let's go. it says yeah. no doubt Jason will suggest a scheme where he chooses one answer and KJ chooses the other under the premise that since one of them will always be the right be right they can declare a group victory. This is cheating. While the idea is brilliant such conduct is beneath the dignity of this podcast. But he didn't no. figure in False. Steve Lipton. Well, the other question is, uh-huh. why does he want to give Jason a running start? Doesn't wouldn't Jason rather be sitting down or lying down? <laughs> no, not sitting. Standing is okay. Standing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was lying down before. Okay. I don't know if you can tell the difference. Now I'm standing up. <laughs> I just got to change every now and then, just to just to keep change it keep it fresh. Okay, gotcha. All right. Anyway, Questions. yeah. Um, fresh. So, are we going to continue with this quiz now that we've taken the sample question? Yes. Okay, number one, Robert F. Kennedy, Robert Fitzgerald Kennedy. Behind the name, both Bobby and brother Jack were named after their maternal grandfather, John F. Fitzgerald. True or false, RFK's middle, F, middle initial F stands for Fitzgerald. I'm in. I say yes. That's true, isn't it? I'm pretty I sure. I have no idea. I think it's true. I, I really don't know. So, let's yeah, move on I'm, to I'm two. in. All right, cool. Okay. Oh, you Samuel, don't tell us. <laughs> not until the end. Oh, okay. Samuel L. Jackson, Samuel Leroy Jackson, behind the name Jackson's mother, who was of Creole descent, gave her son the middle name Leroy from the French Leroy, meaning the king. True or false, Jackson's middle initial L stands for Leroy. Uh, I say no. No reason. <laughs> KJ? Um, I say no because I don't think there'd be two trues in a row. <laughs> uh, I say unclear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number three, Ulysses S. Grant. Ulysses Simpson Grant. Behind the name, Grant's mother named the future general after her best friend, Wallace Simpson. True or false, Grant's middle initial S stands for Simpson. Do I, I think answer that's first? That's true. I guess I did. Okay. Well, I did the first two times, so I was like, maybe I should shut up. (laughs) And then I failed to even shut up. Gotcha. I think it's false. I think S is just made up. Hmm. And I wonder what Jason might say. Uh, Unclear. (laughs) (laughs) 
Now, Jason, are you using a magic eight ball for these answers? <laughs> Ask again later. <laughs> Number four, J.K. Rowling. Joanne Kathleen Rowling. Behind the name, Joanne Rowling actually has no given middle name. She adopted the middle name Kathleen, and with it, the initial K, when it was suggested, she published under initials instead of her first name. True or false, Rowling's middle initial K stands for her adopted middle name, Kathleen. Mm, I, like I that. thought that was a completely made-up name anyway. I didn't even yeah. think that was her name. Yeah, I think this I, is false. Yes. Uh, I mean, I think her entire name is made up is what I... Uh, I'm going to go with true. I, I believe that... Yeah, I'm going to go with true because I know that they did her initials so they couldn't tell whether it was a man or a woman mm-hmm. because it was like a sci-fi thing and some people at that time thought that it would be harder to accept a book from a woman author. It seems crazy, but... Uh, so, I'm going true. Based I on don't no, think that nothing. seems crazy. <laughs> okay. Oh, I totally, yeah, that's, that seems like something some publishing company would do, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so you're going, you're going true for that. I am. And Jason? I'm saying it's really unclear, but <laughs> I don't think that's, I, don't, I think... I think her entire name is made up. I don't think that's, I think it's a pen name. Okay. A pseudonym, if you will. Number five, Chester A. Arthur. (laughs) Chester Arthur Arthur. Behind the name, despite despite being married to William Arthur, Chester's mother, Malvina, insisted on honoring her late father, Arthur Stone, by naming her firstborn son after him. And then he adds in parentheses here, Todd Takei was right. How was the 21st president left out of the Arthur quiz? True or false, mm-hmm. Arthur's middle initial, A, also stands for Arthur. Well, I'd just like first to answer that it's false that Todd Decay was right. Just because it's, kind of, yes. it's kind of fun. That I will say, that, yeah, that I would agree with. What <laughs> yeah. Steve said is true about Todd Decay being wrong. Uh, and this is just stupid enough to be right. I, I agree. Chester this Arthur cannot before. be right. No, this cannot be Finally, we got a definitive. So, are you saying this is unclear, or that it's 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 unclear what it stands for? Uh Except it does not stand for Arthur. (laughs) Okay, and we have a. And by the and by the way, I I I feel that way about the this 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 is the second president we've had in this right because you was wasn't Grant president at some point? Uh, Well, we've also had RFK. Yeah, but he oh, uh, so uh, uh, not Robert. Uh, not Robert. was never was never president. He was running. No, not Robert. Shot. His brother. But yeah, we, but he mentioned John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and um, or Jack. Grant as he was him. the president, wasn't Grant the? Is he friends with? Was he friends with Kennedy? Grant. No, <laughs> Bob called him Jack. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, he did call him Jack, didn't he? Uh, but I think um, yes, two two presidents in this quiz. I thought that Ulysses was his middle name. No, I mean, I, 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 I think Ulysses was his first name, but I, but I believe the S is just. No, I mean, I think up. that's what people called him, but I feel like I, for some reason, had thought that I, I, I when you said the S is made up, it made me think about it. Well, you know what? Maybe that's true. I like that. He could go back and I feel like his- I feel like Ulysses is his middle name. The S is made up to thrown in there over history. You know, when you played the telephone game. It's the telephone history where <laughs> you say something enough and then it just becomes this is what it is. <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about, but you know maybe the well you know like when you say <laughs> you start out with a phrase on one end yeah. and then by the time you pass it through six people whispering in their ear, it's something yeah. completely different on the other end. Yeah, no, I totally this is the telephone game of history. Steve, where, don't you know yeah, the telephone yeah. game? Oh, I do. I was just basically, which I, I should stay away from making a political comment on how oh. people just <laughs> repeat okay. a narrative, whether it's true or not. And, yeah, and then eventually and people believe it. Forty yeah. percent of America believes it. So. Yes, or it's more. Not a lie if, if you, you believe, believe it. it. That's right. Oh boy. They this it, it's George Costanza is in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> An even more unlikable George Costanza. I was going to say <laughs> that is that is pretty interesting way to describe <laughs> that person. Forty five. Yeah, but uh. Are, it cannot be Arthur Arthur. I, I, I have to stop my charade of abstaining on this quiz to say, no, it cannot be. Okay. That's got to be false. Okay. And I, I'll go back and say Grant 
uh, that S stands. That's that's false too. Okay, you want to weigh in on the first two, Robert F. Kennedy and Samuel L. Uh, I think the Kennedy one. I'll go with what you guys said. Okay. Now we have a bonus question. So there are actually six questions. Oh, that was the last question. Good me to show up for the last question. Yeah, Homer <laughs> J. Simpson. Homer J. Simpson. J. A. Y. Behind the name, Homer's middle name com- commemorates the middle initials of Bullwinkle J. Moose and Rocket J. Squirrel. True or false? Homer's middle initial J stands for J. A. Y. I'm going to defer to that Simpson experts. I believe that is true. Okay. Un- unclear. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. All right. So here we go. Answers. Number one, false. Robert F. Kennedy's middle name was Francis. However, uh. it is true that both RFK and JFK's middle names were from their maternal grandfather, John Francis Fitzgerald. Hmm. Wait a minute. Yeah. Isn't John isn't John No. Um yes. isn't his middle name Fitzgerald? It is. I just assumed that they were both. Oh. Yes. And I got the it's two mixed John up. John Fitzgerald Kennedy and Robert Francis. When Kennedy. when when Robert F. Walsh put in Jack instead of John, I got confused and thought the question was about John, not Robert. Well, then, yeah, that then that totally invalidates that question. And so I got, got it right. right. Yeah. Number two. Number two, true. Well, it is true that Jackson's middle name is Leroy. The stuff about mm. his mother is made up. Oh, I see. So it's Leroy. Did I yeah. say true to that or false? I don't remember. I think we said true to that. We said false because you said that you wouldn't have two that were correct in a row. Of course, we were wrong oh, about that's the first true. one. No, actually, you're right about that because the first one was false and the second one was true. That's correct. Yeah. So it wasn't. Too, so we were, we got that one right too. Yes, number we three. Did. Number three is false. Uh, number three was Ulysses S. Grant. Mm-hmm. The initial S does not stand for anything. Way Steve, to go, look Steve. At Steve coming through. Born in 1822, Grant's given name was Hiram Ulysses. However, oh, ooh, so you had right. it. You had it with the middle initial. You just couldn't stick with the unclears. You just had to come in here, and you nailed it. <laughs> However, the congressman who nominated him to West Point mistakenly identified him as Ulysses S. Grant. When the Academy would not change the application, Grant adopted the name and the initial. Wall- <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it is. Wallace Simpson, who was responsible for Edward VIII's of abdication was not born until 1896 and likely never met Grant's mother. Hmm. Okay. That was the least interesting part of that explanation. <laughs> we got, oh, number four, J.K. Rowling. True. All true. Hmm. Yes. Rowling adopted her yes. grandmother's middle name and used the initials J.K. instead of her given name because her publisher worried that boys would not buy a book written by a woman. What, so what's her what's her given name? Joanne Kathleen. I think that's, maybe she didn't have a middle name. Yeah, I think that's sounds, I think that's what he's saying is her. Wait a minute. It's her pen name. Let's, I'm, oh, well, she yeah, adopted her grandmother's middle name. Okay. Yes, I'm saying. Instead of her given name, so we still don't know what her given name is. Really, I'm looking it up right now. Okay. Her 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 name is Joanne Rowling. Yeah. Okay, so, so she had no middle name. So I was I was incorrect on that one. Yeah, yeah. But we still but we still got it right. Yeah, we did. Uh, number five is false. Uh, this is Chester Arthur Arthur. <laughs> All nonsense. Oh, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. Before we get into that one, okay. I just read another sentence that made that made me realize why I thought that was a pen name. She writes crime fiction under a different name. Right. Don't right. tell me that yes. name. Oh, tell me the name of the book that she wrote. The crime, uh, the crime book. Is it in there? It does not say. Oh, she, uh, I knew it does she not had say in that sentence. I actually know the name of the book. What's the book? Okay, Steve, give uh, the name of the book. Uh, KJ and the Toffee Caper. <laughs> <laughs> By JK. KJ. That's good. K- 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 <laughs> That's, I like that a lot. That's yeah, good. It's, that. a, it's a rare page turner. Yes, a rare pair it does. Either. It does list the pen name that she used. What is it? It's a Robert man, Galbraith. right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I was, that's why, because I thought, and the reasoning is the same. The reasoning is actually the correct reason of, you know, they made it, they used the initials so that people wouldn't know right away looking at the cover, oh, this is a woman. Mm-hmm. That's because as much as I hate to say it, they're probably right. Some boys won't buy a book written for them by a woman. 
it might not be just boys either. Well, males and girls, some cases. Some women aren't going to buy. Look, women can be just as sexist as men can towards other women. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, so that's why. So the reasoning is correct, but yeah, I missed that one. Okay. You got me, Bob. Uh, number five is Chester Arthur Arthur is false, all nonsense, except that Chester's mother was named Malvina. Arthur's middle name was Alan. So, I th- Chester Allen Arthur. Hmm. I think that um, we got this one right, too. Hmm. Oh, we definitely got that one right. <laughs> and the bonus answer. Uh, what bonus question, Homer J. Simpson. There was a bonus question? Oh. True. Yeah, Matt Groening gave Homer the middle name Jay, J-A-Y, mm-hmm. after the popular cartoon duo from The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle and Friends. From And that show aired from 1959 to 1964. That was before our time. Yeah, but I've you've s- seen Rocky and Bullwinkle. I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. Boris mm-hmm. and Natasha. They, yes. were, they were the villains. Mm-hmm. That I could not have pulled. Oh, yeah. But I have seen that cartoon, along with Underdog. Yes. When was Underdog? Was that also in the same era? Yeah, kind of, sort of, yeah. Similar. I mean, for me it was, because it just always existed in my, in my consciousness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, that's all, like, scrambled together with, like, Mighty Mouse and Tom and Jerry. and Yeah, know. all that's the same. Yeah. Well done. Um, so... The talk about the female writers, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say who, but we, I was out with, there was five of us, and four of us were women, and one of us was a man, and we were talking about books, and the man said, I'm sick of female writers. <laughs> just, wait, just in general? And we were talking about, we were talking about books that we were currently reading, and we were recommending books to each other. And he said something like, I am, um, I, I, I get tired of reading female writers. And all of us just sort of laughed at him like, know your audience, buddy. <laughs> but, I mean, he made a good point. He said that women write more about their feelings and, you know, emotions. And men write more, like if you're talking about a mystery novel, for for instance, they'll write more about the mm-hmm. technical aspect of, like, guns and submarines or whatever well i mean he, he he realizes that tom clancy wrote way too many books and james patterson wrote a hundred mystery novels i, I mean it, it's not like there's yeah. a dearth of, imp- of of male written books out there to read <laughs> yeah. i mean yeah. come on one of us must have recommended a book that a woman had written and he said he didn't want to read another one for a while he needed a break <laughs> I'd have just been saying he's tired of the four of you. <laughs> Could be. Could be. <laughs> That's always a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it was funny because we all, none of us were, took offense. We all just laughed like, okay, buddy, you're sitting yeah. with three, you're sitting with four women here. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Quizmaster. Yes. Go ahead, Steve. I was just going to say, I think generalizations, you know, I mean, are they a good writer or not? Do you enjoy the writing? Cares That's a hundred percent. Yes. Right. Men, exactly. So. Yep. Yeah, I would. I never characterize anybody. You know, as as oh, no good because they're a woman, or mm-hmm. or really good because they're a woman. That's just insane. Yeah. They're just real. They're just no good or really good. That's right. And what they what they choose to do. It's not. It's not because they're a man or a woman. Yeah. Right. It has nothing to do with it. And changing your name so that it appears like it could be a man should not have to be necessary. I agree. And maybe it wasn't. Yes. Maybe it wasn't necessary for J.K. Rowling to do that. Who knows? Yeah. She certainly made a ton of bucks. Well, I, I, I love maybe, those books. <laughs> I yeah, do, too. I think I, I've never read any, of them, read, read any of them, but my kid has read all of them multiple times, mm-hmm. and he couldn't give a crap about who wrote it, if it's a man, a woman, or an alien, or, you know, a robot. Yeah. Um, if he likes it, he's going to read it. And I think... I think that attitude, uh, specifically about her books, and that that was what was that twenty years ago when she wrote the first one? More than that, maybe. Got to be at least twenty years. Maybe I think more. that's changed a lot, but it's also people that are like my kid's age now. He's thirteen. He doesn't. He doesn't care 
about that stuff. He's like, if he likes it, he's, he likes it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Right. So I think those attitudes come from 40, 50, Those attitudes come later. Company. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. more the adult that would care than the kid, like you're saying. Right. Because they're woke. <laughs> Do we have a guest on the show this week? Answer no or yes, it's a binary thing. Do we have a guest? Do we have a guest? Answer no or yes. Um, yeah, he's been with us for the whole show. Can we move on now, please? Hey, what's up? This week's episode is brought to you by Coffee. Coffee. This episode would not exist without it. I know I drank a lot of it, and I'm guessing KJ did as well. Steve probably did too, but he didn't get paid for this. Wait, none of us got paid for this. I'm out. Do we have any feedback with this whatever? Yes, we do have feedback from Twitter. From Speaking of Todd K. Todd Takei at Tooth Takei. Uh, he says, you really don't need to have read the GN, oh, a graphic novel, or watch the movie to get the TV series. I haven't. It takes place in that universe, but 30 years later. So this is about what, the Watchmen? Watchmen. Watchmen. It's not the Watchmen? I don't think so. Okay. Is this about people uh, fixing watches, like timepieces? Yeah. Okay. It might as well be for me. I haven't seen it. Have you seen mm. it, Steve? I haven't seen anything. But I've seen Amelia on National Geographic. Yes. <laughs> well, I've been told by a few other people that I should start this show. I still am on the fence about it. Yeah, people told me I should watch Game of Thrones, too. I haven't seen that either. I've nope, seen either. that. I, I oh. liked it. I did not like the way it ended. Okay. Um, next tweet here is from Michelle Miller at ER Nurse MEM. She tweeted us a picture, actually. Um, it looks like it's from a Target uh, Target store, uh, like a s- display case. And she says, proof that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Because in the picture is Die Hard with a bunch of Christmas movies on sale for $4 a piece. Called, I think it says Holiday Movies. Yes, Holiday Movies. So there you have it. Michelle Miller has I mean, spoken. We knew this. Well, people, there's some sort of debate about this. It's a holiday movie for me, but... People can be wrong. I mean, I just let people be wrong. (laughs) It's a holiday movie for me. It is. Let them be wrong and move along. That's my saying. That's my motto. Let them be wrong and move along. Home Alone Mm -hmm. is on there. What else is that? Trolls? Trolls is a Christmas movie? Well, I mean, it's holiday movies. Oh, yeah, holiday. Yep. So maybe it's some troll... Troll uh, holiday or something. Okay, and let's see. I see Scrooged. I see. Sh- is that Shrek? I could not tell you. Shrek. I don't didn't think was a Christmas movie, but or holiday movie. We watched Elf last night. Speaking of Christmas movies, always a fun one for me. Mm-hmm. Steve, do you have a favorite Christmas movie that you can recommend? I'm looking for Christmas movies I haven't seen for this year. Absolutely, Die Hard. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I don't mind actually rewatching that one. Uh, I like I I love Elf and and uh, I love the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Oh, um, that one I haven't seen. Uh, Not the I, original I one. Yeah, I, it's 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 tough to find nowadays, but I, I like watching it. Um, just very classic sort of you know studio Hollywood movie, but but uh, the, the the Santa Claus is awesome in that one. So. I'd is go that, with that. That's a black and white? It is. Okay. I've seen the color version. Like the 1994? Yeah, re- wasn't re- that with Jonathan Taylor Thomas in it? I think he was in it. Uh, what? No, I don't think so. Because it's Did I make girl. that up? I don't know. No, I... I... <laughs> okay, maybe he wasn't up. in it. Now I have to... Yeah, look it up. <laughs> look up. Go on to the next right. thing. And I need to look this up. Uh, the final tweet here is from Ed Butt at EDB1947. He says, absolutely fascinating map. Most common language in each state after English and Spanish. Um, so he he retweeted this map tweeted by Simon, Gin, Simon German 600. 
Um, he said, he, none shock me except Arabic in Tennessee with mild surprise at Korean in Virginia. Wait. wait. And Polish in Connecticut. Wait, wait. <laughs> Can you pronounce that name again? <laughs> Read that Twitter handle again. Simon German 600. <laughs> yes, German, not German. <laughs> <laughs> it's GIF or JIF. I mean, it's okay to. It's like. It's like making Peter Parker Jewish. <laughs> you can be it's wrong. Spider-Man. Just, and I, I'll just yeah. move along. <laughs> okay, so this is a map, and basically they're saying it shows the, the, the third most common language in each U.S. state after English and Spanish. Mm-hmm. And Ed Budd is saying he was shocked by um, Arabic in Tennessee. And yes. Mild surprise at Korean in Virginia. What are you surprised with that, Steve? Uh, no, not necessarily. I think there's a there's a large sort of Korean population, um, sort of I know in Annandale, Virginia kind of area. And, and it's, That's right. You know. they, there's a lot of Korean. Uh, there's a lot of karaoke there, if I remember correctly. Korean <laughs> karaoke in uh, Annandale. A, a Japanese dwarf and a Japanese thing. But yes, yes go ahead. Yeah. Oh, the, the thing but, stuck, no, no, no. But it's it's yeah. definitely Korean there in Annandale. Yeah. Now the thing that that stuck out for me is that Louisiana has French as a third. Okay, but Florida's French Creole. Like you think they'd be? Yeah, you think they'd be switched or something? Yeah. Well, Louisiana or Louisiana is, would be French Creole. Well, Isn't just Louisiana says, French, or they're saying French Creole? Let me. I don't French, actually see them. French I think Creole. Of Creole. I don't think of Florida. Yeah. I think of Louisiana. Yeah, that's Florida. Oh, yeah. Florida's French yeah. Creole. Oh, look like, at that. Like, that does that, surprise me. That's the one that I was like, whoa. It yeah. should be French Creole in Louisiana. I agree. The thing that surprised me is there's a lot of German <laughs> on a lot of these other states. <laughs> there are a lot of German. Yeah. <laughs> they're and, they're um, Germanic states. <laughs> <laughs> and I think yeah. Luke Young Statman said he was surprised to see. He thought Arabic would be in Minnesota, but I am totally not surprised to see Hmong in Minnesota and Wisconsin. There's a large population of Hmong people in this state. Hmm. Um, yeah, Korean makes sense for uh, Georgia. It does. Okay. Oh, yeah. Certainly in the Atlanta area, big time, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of Chinese, too, especially on the western. Actually, no, east. both coasts have a lot of Chinese. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. <sighs> French and West Virginia does not go together to me at all. French and West Virginia. Oh, no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. That doesn't seem to. Yeah. But um, some other people weighed in and said, if, you know, uh, Lee Gordon said, those of us who live in Connecticut are not at all surprised that it's Polish. Hmm. Um, I believe Young Statman questioned the validity of the survey and Young you know, Statman. The details, on a separate note, both is, the survey question and data source is not clear based on the link. Perfect. Yep. Which is on brand, 100%. Definitely. Mm. Um, okay, so I have one Hall of Fame correction. Okay. Apparently, last episode, I said I cried during the movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, but that I did not the cry. The Mr. Rogers movie? Yeah, but that I did not cry during Ford versus Ferrari. And it was pointed out to me that I did cry in Ford versus Ferrari as well. So I guess I cried in both movies. Oops. That's it. I don't think that's I don't think that's surprising to anybody. No. <laughs> Definitely not surprising to me or the Hall of Famer. If I had seen either movie, I might have cried. Yes, you might have. Next week, maybe. Maybe. Beautiful next day week. in the neighborhood, I think I don't know anyone who hasn't cried for with that one. That's seen it, of course. That makes sense. Okay, that's it. Thank that's you it. for yes. joining us, Steve. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you too. Always fun. Same. All right. Anything else? No, that'll do it. Okay, bye. 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 Happy holidays, by the way. That's right. That's right. My goodness. Uh, may you this. may you have a lot of German chocolate cakes. I will have German German. <laughs> we'll let we'll let you go, Steve. We know you got a flight to catch. You're on the tarmac right now, uh, headed out to the plane. I so. am. I got to deliver some talk. This, this busy high flyer lifestyle that you have. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Bye. Speaking of tangents, is brought to you by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Hosted by Jason Fuse and KJ Onstead. Created by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Music written and performed by Jason Fuse. 
Lyrics and vocals by KJ Onstead and Jason Fuse. Edited by Jason Fuse. Speaking of tangents, this episode is not the last episode of Season 2, but it is the last episode of the year, and we'll be back sometime in January. So, happy and merry to you all, and may all your letter carriers deliver this season. Graphics by Jason Fuse. I love snow peas, and I love you.